Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, hey, welcome to Private Club Radio. I am so very happy that you've joined us here today. Wonderful to have you because today's episode is going to be just a little bit different from any other episode we've ever had here on Private Club Radio. I was at the Membership Directors Association of Southwest Florida Conference a few weeks back. And while they were having a little cocktail hour, I was told a story that I thought was absolutely fascinating. It was so good that I had to have her come on and tell it to us on Private Club Radio. So please welcome to the show, Marketing Director of Eagle Creek Golf and Country Club, Miss Laura Hill. Welcome to Private Club Radio, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so the story that I'm going to have you relate to really has to do with public relations. And I know you had a background in public relations. So why don't you first just take us through your experience and uh, a little bit about yourself, Laura. Sure. Well, uh, while in college, I interned for um, Governor Bush's press office in Tallahassee, Florida. So I spent uh, about a year there. And then I had also interned um, for basically sports marketing for the University of Florida's sports information department, um, which gave me a lot of um, insight into public relations and uh, sports marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, after graduation, I also I worked for the Miami Heat in sales. Um, so then, some of my marketing and sales experience comes from 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 there as well. Um, also, uh, real estate. I have a, a heavy real estate background, uh, which also helps me in the country club industry. Nice, uh, yeah. When it comes to that, mm-hmm. sounds like a pretty diverse background there. So, why don't you set us up the story and and what happened to your club, and then we'll get into how you actually dealt with the problem. But let's talk about the problem first. Sure. I think this was, uh, looking back on it now, a really good case study for clubs and potentially resorts that go through what I call a one-two PR punch. Uh, We had a physical, um, basically, catastrophe with Hurricane Irma. We were the first 18-hole golf course uh, within a residential gated community to be hit by Hurricane Irma, Category 3. our golf course would have been underwater at three feet and our homes would have been underwater at five feet with a storm surge project, uh, projected at about five to 10 feet. Wow. So when that hit us, we were going through a golf course renovation at the time. And uh, that was kind of the first from a sales and marketing and PR perspective. Um, the first punch, I think. Yeah, it's tough to sell golf properties and golf course memberships when when there isn't a golf course and it's underwater. (laughs) Definitely. And, you know, we had this whole marketing plan set up for the whole year, and I was really excited about it. And then when I drove through the gates after the hurricane, I was like, oh, wow. How are we going to uh, make it a great sales year after you start looking through a damaged community where we lost over 1,500 trees? Uh, and I didn't know if I would have my job, to be honest with you. When you think you're going to have a golf course 10 feet underwater, um, you really don't know if you're going to have a job. So, you know, we were thankful that no one in our community lost their lives. Everyone had their homes, um, first and foremost. But we did lose about 1,500 trees, 
And the one good thing that worked in our favor was the fact that we had a contractor on site already doing the renovation. So when other golf and country clubs were searching for the manpower to get the their golf courses up and running, we were lucky enough to already get back to work and and pretty much pull up our bootstraps and get going again. And uh, we opened up a month after our projected opening date of October 15th, um, before other clubs that hadn't gone through a renovation. We were opening up before them because we already had the manpower. And um, a lot of the things I couldn't do from a marketing and and PR perspective, I couldn't fly the drone. I was going to fly over each and every hole after the golf course renovation because now we've got blue tarps on tile roofs and pool cages ripped off the back of the homes um, and over 1,200 trees missing from areas. So it really was difficult to overcome that, and we're still trying to finish up a year later, almost a year later of that uh, drone flyover. Um, But really, it was an eye-opener for me that when I took a prospective non-resident golf member around the golf course, we were about to open three weeks before he, he committed to a membership, but he goes, you know what? I can't believe how great this golf course is. Hmm. I'm going to join. And at that moment, I thought to myself, wow, you know, the message is clear. People see the work that we've done. And actually the golf course superintendent and his crew, really big thanks to them for getting it up and running um, and looking beautiful. Um, And we're on over 300 acres. So I knew that there were 1,500 trees but for someone that's looking at the golf course after Category 3 hurricane, they didn't know that there was 20 trees in, uh, to the left of number two. You know, they didn't know that, but we knew that. Right. So um, they, they didn't see what we kind of had seen in the past um, as far as before, what our golf course looked like before. But when I started having members commit money before we were fully open, to, uh, about two months after the um, hurricane hit, I knew we were on to something. And so that's when I started a PR campaign, and I wrote a press release um, uh, that went out to the national press and um, international press, just saying, look, Southwest Florida is open for business. You know, you don't count us out this season. Um, Our golf courses are looking good. We've um, We've got a great story to tell. And so uh, that press release was picked up by Golfton Magazine twice. They did a renovation to restoration story. Uh, golf Course Industry Magazine um, in their March issue just released A Path of the Storm. We were part of their um, featured stories. Uh, club Resort Business Journal had a, had a cover story on what all clubs can learn from the wildfires, floods, and hurricanes of 2017. And we were lucky enough to be part of that article um, Bunkered, which is the largest golf magazine in Scotland, Florida Green Magazine. We just got a lot of PR and press. And I, it, the goal was really to let everyone know, come down to South Florida, come down and golf, and um, we're open for business. Mm-hmm. So that was really the first, uh, the first what I call in our one-two punch that we received this season. All right. Well, before we get to number two in the punches, let's, let's just talk a little bit more about some of the press coverage you got. So... Uh, Lots of people probably aren't sending press releases out regularly about their club. Um, what would be some of your advice, Laura, on how to craft a good press release that could get picked up by some of these places? Yeah, um, I would recommend getting quotes 
from, you know, I got quotes from the general manager, from the golf course superintendent, um, you know, and really just start to think about what would someone find interesting? What's the take home here? What could they learn from this? And you take a local story and, and make it a national story. And really the big takeaway was, you know, you, you thought that the worst is over, that we wouldn't be able to sell any golf memberships. But the proof is, is that we have. Yeah. And, um, I really think that getting that positive ending at the beginning of what you might start to think is just a bad story of how this golf course gets hit by a, a direct hit. Um, and, and really, my message would also be is continue your marketing plan. If anything, looking back on it, the worst thing we could have done was to say, you know what, we're not going to continue the marketing plan this yeah, year. Bury your head in the sand. Yeah, that's not right. a good method. <laughs> exactly. You just keep going. Right. Keep yeah, positive. I think people love a story. They love um, overcoming adversity, obviously, is a theme in most stories, if you look at any stories out there. And I think you guys captured that really well. And yeah, I think when there is a disaster like that, it's got to be a time when kind of a, the club as a community really gets together and, 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 and really tries to work together. Do you find that to be the case? Oh, absolutely. Between the Homeowners Association and the Golf and Country Club, uh, we were able to clear roads right away and come together. It really brought everyone together. We had members of the food and beverage team on the golf course a day after helping um, the, the golf course crews clean up. I mean, everyone from every department came together yeah. for the the whole of the community. It yeah. really did bring everyone together. Yeah, you see that here in Tampa, you know, it's funny like lots of people don't even know their neighbors, but when th- when disasters and things like that happen, <laughs> then everyone's in yeah. it together. It's it's much more social. On my street after the hurricane, people were um the power was out so people had candles and they were all kind of having some drinks together and, and hanging out and oh, it was yeah. really fun to see. It's amazing that really how exactly. disasters bring people together. Really yeah, cool. and even the community, we um, we have our own YouTube channel, and we had a communication crisis plan. So I evacuated by I had internet access. Mm-hmm. So our members, we were always in communication. They were getting an email. If they weren't here, they always had a sense of what was going on. Right. It's um, important. So always having from a marketing and PR standpoint within the gates of your community, just a good communications plan. Yep. Yep, that's a really good lesson for folks out there. Well, let's go to number two in the one-two punch. This is a pretty big punch, and this is what really got me interested in having you come on Private Club Radio. So can you explain to folks what happened? Yeah, so, um, you know, we thought we made made our way out of the hurricane. Um, and then, of course, we've got a rumored corporate entity um, lurking behind the scenes that would like to purchase the Golf and Country Club. And so this rumor was getting out pretty quickly, and now we've got a reputation to defend. And at first it was, we thought it was a rumor, but um, when everything was said and done, we ended up having a town hall presentation with one of your guest speakers, Henry Delosier, with Global Golf Advisors to speak to our residents and um, really just kind of clear the air about what was going on. So basically Um, they were trying to act as if they were going to come and take over the club. They, they thought you were right. in a weak position after the hurricane that they could maybe snatch you up. And so they started spreading rumors around town. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the word of a corporate entity purchasing Eagle Creek, there was some truth to that. 
And so uh, where we're located is, is closely near Marco Island, and it's a smaller island where word gets out pretty quickly. And um, I knew we had an issue when one of my members came to my office and said, my hairdresser told me that this corporate entity is going to purchase Eagle Creek. What's wow. going on? Yikes. And I said, okay, so we've got a PR problem on our hands. That's when I knew it was bad. Um, and, you know, a lot of our members thought that they would become rich if this corporate entity did purchase mm-hmm. Eagle Creek Golf and Country Club. And to their defense, they didn't know. No one really knew what the offer was. And that's um, why we decided, okay, enough is enough. Let's have a town hall meeting to speak to the residents. Mm -hmm. And we have a 98% um, satisfaction rating with our membership. And uh, we've been member-owned since 1996. We're we're in no need of a financial help. So um, usually what happens is when you want to be purchased by an entity, you know, you're looking to get out of the club business. That's right. not something that Eagle Creek wanted to do. We're proudly member-owned. So um, we did have Henry Lelosier here, and once the members started hearing the reality of what this corporate entity wanted to do and that it would be a transient golf course in their backyard, they wanted no part of it. Right. Once we were able to move on from that, um, as far as the members, knowing that they were going to have a member-owned course and it was going to be continued to be member-owned, that's great. But in the marketing and PR department, we still have an issue. How are we going to overcome this? Yeah, especially you, you came up with an ingenious the, plan. I mean, <laughs> well, thanks, thanks. So it really was great. I have to say, I'll share it with you. Yeah. So um, you, what happened is you released a number of ads in the newspaper. You did one, I think, on Black Friday, was it? And yes. another one was yes. it around New Year's or something? Could you set up those what what those ads looked like for folks and kind of explain yeah. the message that you put out there? So yeah, absolutely. So. Um, what we did was we needed to clear the air and let everyone know that we weren't going to be purchased by a corporate entity. So uh, my marketing and membership committee, uh, my chairman said, all right, Laura, you got the green light. Let's run an ad in the paper. And it's like, okay, well, let's start thinking about what we could run. And I said, well, you know what? In two weeks, we've got Black Friday. And how ironic would it be if we ran a we're not for sale ad on the biggest sale day of the year. That'll get the message across real quick. And (laughs) even if you weren't interested in buying a membership at Eagle Creek or a home at Eagle Creek, or even if you had never heard of the rumor living in North Naples, you will definitely want to read this ad because people are looking to buy things in the paper on on Black Friday. Let's face it, that's the one reason you're flipping through. It's the only only day of the year we buy a physical newspaper. Right. And to be told that you can't buy something on the biggest sale day of the year, that just came naturally to to us, I think. And it was a no-brainer. We ran it. And one committee member that I work with, his background is in advertising. And he says, we've got to cut through this clutter. That's a great message, but how are we going to cut through the clutter? Sure, we could do a nice golfer, but that's not going to draw anyone's attention. We basically showcased um, a Black Friday ad that said, this Black Friday, some determined shoppers will be majorly disappointed. They'll discover that Eagle Creek is not on sale. And it features a lady that is screaming that looks like she woke up at 5 a.m. to go (laughs) shopping. And she didn't get the Tickle Me Elmo that her 
son wanted. <laughs> exactly. She was very disappointed. She could not buy that one Tickle Me Elmo. So that drew your attention no matter what. And then the message was pretty funny. And, yeah. um, it, and it directly attacked the issue at hand that Eagle Creek is not going to be purchased. And it fell on deaf ears. So we can, we can move on from that. And we've always have and always will be a member of club for over 30 years. Yeah. Um, you know, and you either loved it or you either hated it. But the one thing is, is you remembered it. It's and that's polarizing, what's so great yeah. about it. Yeah, I, I, think, exactly. I think it serves two purposes, too, because not only were you squashing rumors out there, but technically, you know, in a roundabout way, you were bringing attention to the club from people who probably hadn't even thought about the club in the community in a while. Exactly. I thought it was I thought it was just Fun. This is where marketing and advertising becomes fun and creative. And of course, none of this was in our marketing plan for the year. We didn't know any of this was going to happen. So you really had to be thinking on your feet when it came. Um, that's what my number one recommendation would be uh, for PR and marketing is you've just got to know your product. And when that opportunity comes where you've got to kind of fight back, you've got to know your product so well, and you kind of be be quick on your feet with the message. And then, of course, we've got Christmas and the holidays the next month, which is uh, where we kind of wanted to run. We ran a, an ad that said, uh, I think around the holiday season, the face of a corporate Scrooge, <laughs> a face you'll never see at Eagle Creek. Wow. And that definitely was, you know, there was no question. We were definitely directing our message to those because that because honestly that hurts some sales sure and now it's our time to defend ourselves and so we're not going to tiptoe around the subject which is something we talked about do we tiptoe around this and you know what we're not going to they they definitely hit our sales hard in the season coming so we said you know what we're we're going to make it a very clear message a corporate scrooge is a face you'll never see at eagle creek and again, you either loved it or you hated it, but you read it. And even if you didn't know we were going to be purchased or had been rumored to be purchased, you would read the whole message. And it really did cut through the clutter. Um, and we ran that. And I think slowly we're pro we were progressing in the direction of um, recovering um, from that PR meltdown. You said, did it. such a great job. I mean, that really, like I say, is ingenious. And I, I really got a kick out of that. So what's been the result of, of what's happened now after the cleanup and of course running that corporate takeover right. basically not happening. What situation right. is the club in now? Well, actually, uh, one more thing we did was more of an outside of the gates PR thing was uh, Eagle Creek is surrounded by large developer owned golf and country clubs, um, bundled golf and country clubs. And I said to myself, you know, one more message for those that are questioning if we are financially secure or what type of a golf program that we operate here. Um, um, I wanted to do something else, and that was we have a three-day men's golf invitational uh, the third week of February. So what I wanted everyone to know as they drove to Marco Island was to know that we are a true golf and country club. Don't get us confused with a bundled club or a corporately owned club. We offer an invitational, which other clubs surrounding us don't. So that's another differentiator between Eagle Creek and other golf courses. So we parked over $300,000 worth of Jaguars out in front of our golf course, or of our, the gates of Eagle Creek, to let people know, oh, wow, what's going on over there? Mm -hmm. And that was really to promote our golf event. Um, and 
people were actually driving through the gates to stop. And we had a banner that said, welcome golf invitational guests. So people knew right off the bat, okay, this is a true golf and country club. This is not a bundled club that I'm a member of down the street. And so that's pretty much uh, got our message across again um, because we had an internal PR and an external PR problem. Um, But to be honest with you, looking back on it, this year we our sales started out slower because of everything that happened this year, but we actually beat last year's numbers. And I also give thanks to um, we won Eagle Creek Golf and Country Club won the Best of Gulf Shore Life magazines. Um, we were not the only golf course nominated for Best Tennis Facility and Best Golf Course in Naples. Congratulations. So the story continues, yeah. So we actually ended up, in my mind, I think we ended up better than what we started yeah. out. Right, you're year. in a stronger position now because you really took the took the challenge head on. I think is is really right. the lesson there for folks to you can turn any negative into a positive um, when you use PR and, and a good strategy, and you're creative about it. Yeah, and um, just this week we were saying how our re- golf reciprocal numbers are up. And we believe we can attribute that to, you know, winning the best of Naples uh, golf course. We were top three in that. And out of 80 championship golf courses in Naples, um, this is the first time that we've been nominated for that. So it's actually we're seeing that affect our bottom line, too. So um, in reciprocal golf play and um, in our resales with home. That's amazing. Laura, I love the story. I'm so glad you came on here to to share that with us. If folks want to learn more about Eagle Creek, I invite you to check out the website, eaglecreekgcc.org. Learn more about that wonderful club down in Naples area. And if you want to follow Laura, you should follow her on Twitter. Her handle is at Florida Laura. And it's a really interesting account that you'll enjoy. So Laura, thank you so much for joining us and hope to speak with you again here on private club radio one of these days anytime thank you oh man how good was that i thought that was so clever i hope you enjoyed that story as much as i did i want to remind you before i leave you today that this show can only grow if you help share it We just had one of our largest months ever. We just had our biggest download day in the history of this show last week, in fact. But there are more people who need to hear Private Club Radio that could get so much out of it. I go to conferences all the time and I ask the question, do you know about Private Club Radio? Have you listened to an episode? A lot of people know about it, but they don't necessarily tune in. There's staff at your club. There are colleagues in this industry that could greatly benefit from the lessons that we share on this show for you absolutely free every single week. Could you do me a favor and share it with one friend or colleague in the industry this week? We've got an app on the App Store, whether it's iPhone or Android. Everyone's got a phone in their pocket. They can access this show. You don't have to use it on iTunes. You don't have to go to Stitcher or however you're listening to the show right now. You can simply download the app and have it right there on the home screen. That's the easiest way for people to consume this show and to get more industry knowledge. If you love this show and you want to see it grow like I do and you want to help this industry, would you please take that five minutes, probably two minutes this week and just share it with a few of your friends. Send them an email with the link to this show. 
that would do me such a big favor. Thank you in advance. I'll catch you back here next week. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.